0: Slash CLNS. Now onto your regularly scheduled program.
1: Can't wait.
2: Yes, this is Careless Whispers, regular Tuesday night broadcast. Yes, I just sent that out on Twitter. I book. My name is Matt Rury. here's Calvin Chamberlain. Hello, sir. Hello, Matt. Fun today, huh? Welcome in.
0: We're on our time,
2: our regularly scheduled time. That's right.
0: We were not preempted by um, I don't know whatever's on whatever's on tonight. For well, submission. let me tell you,
2: I thought there was going to be a Bruins post game show tonight because the Bruins are now. But I was informed, and I see now on the studio here that we are the only show for tonight. So uh, I I believe. Oops, that calls. For a celebration? Yeah. Uh Yeah, Of course, this this is CLNS Radio. You can give us a call at 347-215-7771. I said Twitter earlier, and I am at Team Green Truth. CLNS Radio is also on Twitter, at CLNS Radio. You can find CLNS Radio on Facebook if you go to clmsradio.com/slash Facebook, very easy. Um, and K- Careless Whispers actually has a Facebook page as well. It's a fan page. And we have many fans, many, many fans. A whole 5,700 likes divided by 100.
0: 570 likes.
2: 57. Oh.
0: oh, yeah. That's why, you, that's why you're the accountant, man.
2: Yes, I suppose so. Um, anyway, enough of this boring talk. We have more boring talk to get to. And, uh, Stupid boring We time. got our Celtics talk out of the way last week. talked about Jared Sollinger. So we're not going to talk about the Celtics this week. But what we are going to do is talk about the NBA because that's what we love around here. We love the NBA. Who is this person? Somebody. Now that I posted that on Facebook, somebody is messaging me on Facebook right now. This this is why I don't use this. Goodbye, Facebook. Uh So Wait, on, the topic on Whispers like, Whispers? the
0: topic
2: of the week? Huh? Somebody was messaging you on the I'm um, like on the canvas account. I think I'm no I'm I'm again I'm, Netflix late night show. That could have
0: been so an I important dispatch to me.
2: Could have been an important dispatch. Maybe I should go back and just chat with him, and that'll be our show, chat with this this dude on the show. I don't know if lynda.com would appreciate that. I think that they, they would want us to put off put out a better show than that, our sponsor, of course.
0: Maybe, maybe that is our friend at lynda.com instructing you on how to do a better podcast.
2: Fair enough, Calvin. You got me there. But I'm not going back. Although I could probably go to lynda.com That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com to figure out an easier way to use the Facebook. And I wouldn't sound like such an old man. I probably sound like I'm 60 years old when I talk about Facebook. That is true.
0: I I mean, I don't even know about Facebook. I don't even have... I don't even have
2: the internet. Well, then you should go to lynda.com too and get your free 10 day trial for CLNS listeners. That's lynda.com slash CLNS. can't believe we got that out in the first five minutes, but we'll talk about that a little bit more as well. Um, so the topic around the NBA, since we've last spoken, last spoke, I don't care, uh, is the fact that, uh, well, there's a couple of things we're going to hit on here. And, no, it's not Blake Griffin's injury. Maybe we can talk about that very quickly as well. We've didn't, I forgot to mention that to you for the show. Uh, it is his teammate, Chris Paul, calling out Lauren Holtkamp, a – how long has she been in the league? Rookie or second-year referee? Rookie. Um, and Rookie referee. That's what I thought. I, I didn't think i recognized recognize her from last year. Uh, so she's a rookie, and – comments that chris paul made um basically questioning the fact that uh, that you will get you can read those word for word he basically questions the fact that uh she gave him a technical and his words were then construed by multiple people to be a sexist type of view and a sexist comment so calvin what did what did chris paul say exactly
0: Okay, he said, I think we've got to show better composure. But at the same time, some of them was ridiculous. Like the tech I got right there was ridiculous. He, yeah, just to put this in context, uh, several Clippers in, in the game they played the other night, I believe it was against Oklahoma City where they got blown out. Uh, they got several technicals. He and Chris Paul felt like some of the calls were cheap. So this was his reaction after the game, which, you know, in-game there was no issue, but it was this reaction which, uh, got to be in trouble with several different groups so again I'll start over he said I think we've got to show better composure but at the same time some of them was ridiculous like the tech I got right there was ridiculous I don't care what nobody say I don't care what she say that's terrible there's no way that can be a technical we try to get the ball out quick every time down the court and when we did that she said uh uh-uh, uh no and I said why uh uh-uh? uh and she gave me a tech that's ridiculous if that's the case then this might not be for her
2: that's, that's the entire club now well, sounds like criticism of a referee which he was subsequently fined for which there's precedent in the league uh, that if you criticize referees you're gonna get fined I look at that just as simply as that, as, as uh critical she, he's being critical of a referee I mean how how else is he supposed to address the fact that she's a, a, a human being is he supposed to just be very generic and say the referee, the referee over and over again. He was talking about a specific referee. He referenced her as her, which is correct. I just, I I didn't see see any malicious intent just in the written word. Um, So maybe his tone was a little bit different, but either way, sounds to me like he's looking at it as this is a rookie referee man or woman, I, I think you would probably say the same thing. If he thought there was an incompetent male referee out there, too, or that was an incompetent male referee, then why wouldn't he just say the same thing?
0: No, he, yeah, he's getting in trouble simply for using the pronoun her to describe her. But again, that's... that's it's terrible. Of, yeah, that's how you use pronouns. Like, we've we reached the, the point in our society of, like, sensitivity when it comes to uh, gender issues, that it's like she. Was he supposed to be with? It, should Should he have been like? If that's the case, this might not be for it, or this might not be for that person, Is or for anything? the
2: referee. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, they were talking right. specifically right. about about Lauren Holtkamp, a female. Right. If it was, yeah. if they were specifically talking about Calvin Chamberlain, they would have said him.
0: Right. And if he had said, again, we don't. I don't have the quote in, in terms of the actual audio. But if you listen to it, it was. It's, it's not like he said. If that's the case, this might might not be for her. You know what I mean? Where he's like accentuating some idea that like the refereeing, you know, shouldn't be done by women. He made he made no allusion to any sort of reference like that. Like she wasn't good enough because she was a woman. No, she's a rookie referee, and he's saying that she did a bad job. It's it's I I hate that we've gotten to the point where because he's a man, he he is going to be questioned just because he's being critical of a woman he uh, he he clearly like laid out why he thought the technical was a bad technical
2: right and and, and the just, other thing there or other some some people may say oh well why isn't he commenting on the other technicals that were given in the game why is he only commenting on the one that she gave him you know and the point there he didn't get another technical in the game he didn't get ejected so he maybe uh, doesn't have the perspective of the player that got the technical, whether she gave it to them or not, or the other referees gave it to them. So how can he comment on stuff like that? That's what I would say in in counter argument to, to that to that just put up there. But the point is, no, I don't. I don't think this is sexist in any way that he's being critical of a referee, and it could have been you there, and he probably would have said the same thing.
0: Yeah, I I agree completely. Like I I think it's. Uh, I mean, he got fined 25 grand because the league doesn't uh, appreciate players being critical of referees. And I sort of have a problem with that in general. I I think that that's an outdated practice that they should remove anyway. I don't know how you feel about that. But uh, I feel like it's... to, To, like, find somebody every time they criticize a referee, it sort of does the opposite effect. Instead of, like making players talk less about referees because we know about the fines and you and then that the guy gets fined after he complains it makes it look like the league is paranoid about referees and yeah you know what like- i
2: would i would be fine with them finding players for critic, being critical of referees if they were more open and transparent about the grading process of their referees the actual grades of each referee and whether or or not the these referees actually and then we can make our own decisions on whether or not they actually, and sure, the, if if you put that information out there and you say this this referee gets sixty percent of his of his or her calls calls right, this referee gets eighty percent of his or her calls right on, upon further review, and you sort of show why these referees get the, the, the higher stature that they do in the league, then you can hold the players accountable for criticizing them. With the the general media and fan base believes that they deserve criticism or not, because it's out in the public. Let the public judge that as the players at that point are, or as a player, you just keep your mouth shut uh, because it's clear that we're putting this out there. So we will take care of the situation. If we find that a, a referee is, is consistently not doing their job. Well,
0: right. And in, in this, in this specific case, Let's also not lose fact of the fact that the Clippers are a particularly whiny NBA team. They're not very—they're right. not very well liked by either other teams or the referees. Uh, Blake Griffin complains all the time that he thinks he's fouled on every play. Chris Paul, uh, you know, end of quarter situations uh, will attempt to you know throw up a sixty-footer and complain when he doesn't get a call. Even though referees are never going to call that, so he's already put himself in a position where he has. Somewhat of an antagonistic relationship with referees, so I'm, I'm not
2: surprised and, that he made. Another, they the, the league rescinds technicals all the time, but you know who they don't rescind technicals for? Guys that go to the media and complain about it immediately after the game. That's who they don't rescind technicals for. If he had kept his mouth shut and gone to the league office and said, "Hey, you guys really," I I'd rather look at this that she gave. Uh, I don't think it was warranted, and here's why. They might have rescinded it, and none of this would have happened. Instead, he went and known to the media and would never strictly because of the whole controversy that it's drummed drummed up, but in general, they they don't really do that for guys that are just going to go and blabber to, to the media. So he could have gone about this in a different way, got the thing rescinded, and then uh, sort of made a comment about it after that, if he was asked.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And by the way, like he's also right about Lauren Holcamp, but she's not a very good referee now. She's granted she's just a rookie referee right now, so who knows? You know what's going there? Who knows if she can improve or? But like from what, I, what I've seen of her, I don't think she's yeah. doing a very yeah. good job out there. And it's, yeah. it's and not you know really. What,
2: Kelvin, you see. You see, male referees that are rookies just last one or two years as well, and then they disappear. This is not a male-female thing,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. It's like you can either cut it or you can't. And I, you can't, you can't take uh, you can't take you know gender into account when you're evaluating job performance. And that's clearly what he was doing. And evaluating job performance. I don't have a problem with that. The NBA shouldn't have a problem with that. I think that the, the referees organization who came out and said that, you know, it was inappropriate for him to say they're just I understand they're just backing up, you know, their their employee. But I, I think it was unnecessary.
2: Yeah, if they are the ones that, that sort of brought up the gender issue, then I think that's a mistake on their part. They can come out and say that it was uh, it, it was a mistake for him to criticize the referee just a, as as a, a person refer to her as a female just say it's because he's criticizing that's looked down by the league offices and that it should be handled so that they could have come out and said it that way. So maybe both sides uh, sensationalized this thing. But the point is, I think that Chris Paul was just criticizing somebody that's, uh, that's a young referee and he got fined for it. And that's what the league does. So you the,
0: paid price. price. when you, when, you're, when you're a young referee you probably she probably doesn't feel like she's being respected i'm sure I'm sure the young referees tend to be uh, uh you know harsher than than you know savvy veteran referees because those, those guys have nothing to prove well especially as a female coming you you'd have to imagine coming into the n b a she's got all kinds of things to approve so. You know, if the referees calling things a little more closely than another ref, you're just gonna have to get used to that and play within, you know, whatever those boundaries are. Ultimately, right? I mean, the responsibility is ultimately on Chris Paul. The other team didn't get, uh, what, what do they get? Six technicals on that game. Oklahoma City didn't get that. It's not like right, because they that kept their the mouth game. shut. Right. Okay,
2: how how you know, can how can you be how can you be playing against Kendrick Perkins and 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 get that many right. technicals and not have him get one? Right? There's something wrong there.
0: Definitely,
2: you know who you're dealing with. Well, speaking of whining and crying babies, uh, I was going to listen live. Makes sense, I guess I could say LHR. No, I'm not going to do that to him. I'll talk. To, I'll talk about yeah. him later. Let's just roll it into the next topic. Speaking of whining and crying babies, James Dolan responded to a fan letter. In a whiny and crying type of way, you—you uh, you know this. You sort of sprung this one on me before the show. I didn't know a whole lot about it or anything about it. So why don't you take this for now?
0: Okay. Uh, so did you happen to read either of, either of the emails?
2: I I didn't get there. No.
0: Okay. So. Uh... Yeah, the first one was uh, I'll just sort of summarize so they're not too long. Yeah, I'll bring I'll said, just be like a yeah.
2: listener right now. Go ahead.
0: All right. Yeah. First one they, he this guy just sent an email to, to uh, Knicks owner, James Dolan, saying, uh, I've been a Knicks fan since nineteen fifty two. He talks about uh how he thought it was a good thing when he acquired the Knicks from his dad, but um everything he did is bad. He hired Isaiah Thomas, he lowballed Steve Kerr, and he says I've been a Knicks fan for 60 years. I'm utterly embarrassed by your dealings with him. Uh, he's like, you've done a lot of stupid business things. Please sell the team. That's basically uh, what. The, what uh, that's, the first guy that said. sounds like
2: a fair assessment. You know what? That sounds like a Knicks fan that uh, that I could get behind. I, I have long-standing been or long-standing hate for Knicks. I think they're the worst. But this guy sounds sounds like he's normal.
0: Well, uh, well, we can get into that in a second. But uh, Nolan replies, Mr. Beerman, you're a sad person. Why would anybody write such a hateful letter? I'm just guessing, but I'll bet your life is a mess, and you are a hateful mess. What have you done that anyone would consider positive or nice? I'm betting nothing. In fact, I'll bet you are a negative, fo- negative force in everyone who comes in contact with you. You, may- you most likely made your family miserable, alcoholic maybe. I just celebrated my 21th anniversary of sobriety. You should try it. Maybe it'll help you become a person that folks would like to have around. In the meantime, start rooting for the Nets because the Knicks don't want you. Respectfully, which is my favorite part, James Dolan.
2: Man, that's crazy. I, I just fired this email off, or do you think this is an aide that wrote it up and he was like, yeah, send it off, it's great. It's good stuff. What do you think happens there? What a jerk. Well, sure.
0: well, one of them- can can I just say that I'm 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 kind of impressed that, that uh, James Dolan took the time to, to personally respond to this guy's email. I mean that's thoughtful, right? Give him that credit.
2: Thoughtful. It's, uh, it sounds like he's bitter and angry, and that uh, I don't want to hear what the fans have
0: to. I'm just saying, if you were to, if you were to screw you with grossed email, would you expect to get a response? Tell me that, right? Or if you did. I mean,
2: I can't. Believe he gets that, but
0: if you got a response, you, your response would just be like, Thank you for your support of the Celtics or something. Oh, right? yeah, like,
2: for sure. We'll,
0: yeah. yeah, it'd be like some for so. I, I mean, I, 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 I Wick,
2: Wick did tell me that he doesn't love me, and I told him that I love Tim you know, cold and he would just ignore it,
0: right? <laughs> so, I kind of appreciate the fact that Dolan was just being real in this email and really. So people are getting all upset about it. And I've heard heard people go so far as to say that it's worse than than the Donald Sterling tapes because uh, the Donald Sterling situation was a private conversation that he was having with his girlfriend. And this is, like, directly alienating a fan. But you you know what it comes down to? Right, but...
2: So how is it directly alienating this person? I mean, it's not like he released the guy's email. It's not... I mean, he just... He just sort of blasted this guy that nobody really knows who he is, right? What, what does it matter? What does it matter well, like, how how like how harsh he came down on this one person? It's I, don't, I wouldn't say it's worse than Sterling by any means.
0: Yeah, and, and he responded directly to the person. James Dolan's not the one who put it out in, in public. The guy, then right. took the email and he, he you know... So, yeah, so this there. person
2: is, is willingly putting it out there. and I mean, he... Sure, his information is not out there, but he's willingly put the story out there himself. So you can't really put that on James. Dolan.
0: Right, exactly. He can't. James Dolan's not trying to ruin this guy, and that guy's name's not even out there. So, but apparently, he's like an old guy. Apparently, some somebody's dad. So, <laughs> so really, like, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with this, honestly. Like, but I, I think fans have a problem with this. Because of because of their sense of entitlement, like they think that like, James, like James Olin should be thankful to have this guy supporting the Knicks since 1962, and he shouldn't be such a jerk to him. But really, like, if I when I read the letter, I'm like, okay, he speculated the guy might be an alcoholic, but it's really more like from his perspective, like, hey, if you're an alcoholic, you should get some help. You know what I mean? It's like you right. you. He's basically being like you're being a negative person. I feel like a New Yorker, or even like even me. If somebody, if I was trying to write back like a negative letter, I would have been much much angrier than not necessarily angrier, but like much more vitriolic than uh, Dolan was in his letter back to this guy. And on top of that, like, look, if you write somebody a negative letter, like the the Knicks don't have to take your business. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if I'm a store owner. And somebody let's just let's just pick the Knicks, and we'll, you know, let's small time it. They say, say you you in a donut shop, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Don- you yeah. sell donut holes. And somebody sure. comes in and he says, Rui, "Your donut holes are all stupid and oblong. None of them are round. They're disgusting. I can't fit them in my mouth because they're all oblong." You're gonna tell him? You're, you're gonna say, "Get out of here!"
2: You don't, I don't need you to buy my donut holes. In That's chair. right. That's right. I'm going to say, what's wrong with you? I'm going to say, my donut holes are, are, are excellent. I'm going to just say, Yuck. That's right.
0: Right. you am going to say, maybe you're, maybe you're an alcoholic and you're drinking, so your vision's right. all blurry and you can't see that my donut holes are perfectly round. That's right. That's all I'm saying. It's like, look, as a, as a fan, James Sullivan doesn't have to be nice to you just because you're a fan. If you email somebody a jerky email or an email where you tell them, like, you're doing a terrible job, sell the team, even though that that might be accurate. Like, I don't want to hear that. You know, if somebody sent me a letter at my house and said, hey, you know, you're doing a terrible job, like, sell your place and move, I'd probably tell them to
2: I think I agree with you there. I would say get away from me. You you don't have to. It's the same thing, like, people complain about, Podcast. Look, maybe somebody complains about our podcast or they complain about what's on the radio or they complain about something on television. It's like, you know what? There's a there's hundred other stations that you could watch or listen to or uh, millions of other podcasts that you can listen to. If you don't like what we are saying, you don't have to listen to it. it it's, it's a matter of free speech and uh, while I think that James Dolan is a jerk and he... Uh, probably didn't need to speculate about the guy being an an alcoholic. You're right. Looking at it that that way, that he was an alcoholic. Maybe he had experiences like this where he's, he had some angry situations, but I feel like he's overreacting to the fans letter a little bit. And and I think that's that he was a little bit offended by the fans letter, which I I wouldn't have been if I were him. I just would have said, well, that's your opinion and I'm doing it my way. Um, Which, his way isn't really working very well as far as wins are concerned. So I understand where the frustrated fan is coming from. I think Dolan probably overreacted a little bit, but you know what, Calvin, we are living in such a sensitive world, not, not even world sensitive America at this point that I just, I feel like I'm going to step outside of my house and say hello to somebody. And they're going to report me to the police for, I don't know, something just, just because they're, they feel offended. Just because I looked at them wrong, or I said hello in the wrong way, you know, it's it, that's obviously extreme, but uh, very extreme. But it's just getting to the point where everything is a big deal. Every little thing it bothers somebody or some group, and everybody's got some incentive to tear somebody else down. Uh, and it's it, it's just it's frustrating. But it's nice right. to know that well, the, make, the Knicks are the Knicks are very horrible still. That's all.
0: Right. Make make no mistake. You know, in a way, this other guy wins. Because uh, it, you know it, the smart thing to do for James Dolan is just to ignore that guy. Because there's probably uh, there's probably you know five of million course. people in New York who think James Dolan's an idiot. You know now this first guy sends his letter. Now like the other four and a half million, they're all angry New Yorkers. Like they now they all know they can get this guy. Now was
2: this an email or was this a snail mail letter? No, it was an email. It was an email. I was curious because I was I was wondering if if perhaps James Dolan just. Uh, wasn't up on the times and this guy sent him an old-fashioned letter and that's how he got it and that's the only reason he actually read the thing but that's uh, no that's, just, want- that's just my fantasy world I suppose where James Dolan just if- doesn't even know what computers are
0: if you want to send James Dolan an email you can send that to jdolan at com.
2: <laughs>
0: let him know what you think of the job that he's done
2: with our, our 57 uh, Careless Whispers fans are going to probably take that and run with it Look out, James Dolan. You're in trouble now. Um, But no, the Knicks are really, really bad, Calvin. And uh, anytime we can get a chance to mention that, it's a good thing. But speaking of things that are really bad, the Boston Celtics were really, really bad at one point. There you go, LHR. Larry H. Russell has a book out right now called How Bad Luck, Bad Decisions Brought the Mighty Celtics Empire to its Knees and Ushered in the Dark Ages. Larry I would suggest you get a shorter title. But this book, The Fall of the Boston Celtics, is excellent. Of course, that's just a subtitle that I read. But still, it's a very long subtitle. Just call it The Fall of the Boston Celtics. More people will buy it. They'll think you're talking about now as well as back when you are talking about it, as if Larry's listening to this now. Anyway, it is available on CLNS Radio. You can also tweet at CLNS underscore LHR and he can give you more information on the book you can have a little discussion with him over Twitter with it depending on what he is at that time but go check it out because uh, a lot of people are worried that the Celtics are going to be headed to a place where the Knicks are right now and uh, LHR illustrates with words how that happened uh, not too long ago for the, uh, for the Celtics. Anyway. All right, Calvin. Up next, a topic about a man who is near and dear to the car. Oh, my goodness. The careless whispers. Uh, hearts here. Maybe we should just call ourselves carless whispers. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, well, we came into our cars, start taking the trains. Yeah,
2: Right. Um, so it's, uh, it's the one and only work done.
3: Hey man, this is work done. you have been listening to CLNS radio.
2: Thanks Warren. Warren, I'm all over the place right now. Thank you. Work done. There there you go. He just, he's telling us that, telling everybody out there who's listening, what you're listening to. Um, but really the next topic is about. The one and only Lance Armstrong back in the news again, Calvin. That's
0: right. Work ever play for the Patriots,
2: eh? No, he didn't. I don't know why they uh, why this is on the board, but I was searching for something else and I saw it, so I decided to have work stop by. He's a Florida State guy.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
2: I have a I have a, a little. Let's see, this is like a little football big head figure, but it's tiny. It's not like a bobblehead. It's just like a little figurine of work done. Uh, actually, he's on the Buccaneers in this thing. There you go. If we I were on TV, you could had, see it.
0: He was the only guy when, when I was growing up who had like a style that reminded me of Barry Sanders. You know, he had that that crazy like chuke style that I enjoyed that nobody seems to have anymore.
2: Yeah, I was a big fan of work done when he was at Florida State, and then I tried to follow him when he went into the NFL. Uh, but he, he just, I don't know. He stuck around for a little bit, but he was injured often, whether with Tampa or Atlanta, uh, and it just, it fell off. Anyway, that was a little, little, uh, snippet there that I found on the board. We are going to talk about Lance Armstrong now though, because he's back in the news, baby. And he's, uh, throwing his girlfriend under the bus because, or is that his wife for fiance
3: threw her right under the
2: bus or under the car if you will, Uh, because guess what? Car accident, somebody's drunk, Lance is drunk, who's driving? Oh, his girlfriend's driving. All right, everything's cool, right? Right, Calvin? Right. Right, everything is cool. Wrong! Wrong, Lance. Nothing is cool, because apparently Lance was lying. Do you believe that he was lying? He's not a liar. He tells the truth all the time, right? (laughs) Think- yeah! <laughs> anyway, please give me some comments on this latest Lance Armstrong uh, saga because this guy is just, uh, hes re- he, he is the definition of fallen off a cliff. He was up so high, and now he's just, he fell flat on his face.
0: Well, on December 28th, they were at a party at an art museum in Aspen, as rich white people are, are prone to do. Uh, when Lance Armstrong, you know, on the was a little drunk driving home, and he hit a couple of parked cars, and after he hit those parked cars, uh, he, you know, he and his girlfriend bounced out, and then later, uh, you know, when the police uh came across him, his girlfriend Anna Hansen told the cops that she was behind the wheel because he was too drunk. The only problem with that is that's nice uh,
2: after- of
0: her. What's that?
2: I said, that's nice of her to say that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a, ni- it's a nice story, and I don't—I can't even blame them. Her thing was, she uh, she said that they didn't do it because they were trying to avoid publicity, where it's not a story if Anna Hansen hits a couple of parked cars, but if Lance Armstrong uh, has a DUI, it becomes national news. Yeah, the only problem with that is people know who Lance Armstrong is. And so, when also, when you hit, you know, some parked cars in a super busy area of Aspen, people are going to sort of look at you, you know? People are going to see when Lance Armstrong stumbles out of the driver's seat and walks away. And for sure, Lance Armstrong, witnesses are probably going to tell the cops, that, yeah, I saw Lance Armstrong get out of the car drunk, which is what happened. A parking valet saw, uh, recognized him, saw him get out of the car. Uh, observers saw... Lance, i trying to get out of the car. So they continue to hold on to their lie, and I guess you know pressure from the police has finally made them come out and admit it. But what's funny to me is like they have the story about how yeah the Anna the Anna Hansen thing would make it not a story, but you know Lance would make a story. But now now the story is hey Lance, i trying a liar again. I feel like if he if he had just gotten a DUI, like celebrities get into DUIs where they you know what I mean like that's yeah, sure, it's a small story, but I feel like that's the, that's like the end of it, quickly. But the, You know what I mean? But the lying, like, once you're already known as a liar, and then you're lying again, it just looks so much worse for you. Now you look like a national joke.
2: The guy, he really just... He is a national joke. That's why I said he fell flat on his face. He's he's absolutely toast, uh, and I I... I Feel bad about bringing this up early because I um, I squashed Liz's topic, Calvin. Oh,
0: Liz's topic was Lance.
2: Yeah, Liz, I apologize because I thought you knew from last week uh, that we were all going to discuss it. So I had this big elaborate plan that I didn't tell anybody about that I was going to bring you on in the middle of the Lance Armstrong topic. And then continue on with the uh, the Liz top uh, the Liz topical topics segment. So, what do you think about Lance Armstrong, Liz? Go.
4: Hey guys, um, <laughs> you kind of caught hey. me outside here. Um, yeah, gotcha. I, mean, I think I think that Calvin, you made the point that um, that she did it because he's so famous and it would be like such a big deal I mean I do think it was nice of her to do that but I don't think it was very solid thinking on her part because obviously it's going to come out and I don't know I just I always think it's funny when people can think they can like fool the law you know what I mean and like come up with these silly lies when
2: uh, fool the law you don't want to fool the law you don't want to lie to the law man
4: fool the law exactly
0: but here's the thing Right, the way that the way that a lot of the laws are written. it's it's almost look. I don't enjoy I don't enjoy people being immoral, but that being said, you know if if you should be driving drunk and hitting some parked cars, perhaps you should flee the area long enough to sober up. I mean, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I used, uh, not, I used if, to, if
4: to like Landers. So I really What's used that? to like him. I really used to like Lance Armstrong, and one of our friends is like, obsessed with him. And so, like, whenever there's, like, a Lance Armstrong story, I always, like, kind of shove it in his face. But I, like, I'm starting to feel bad for this dude because I feel like he really has fallen. Like, there's... Although he's kind of, like, a douchebag about it, so I don't know. I feel like when the, all the sudden the blood testing came out...
2: Oh, he's a big weird. liar. He's totally pretentious about everything. He just... He, he just... Tries to make himself look good, and I don't believe a word he says. So
4: I know, and I and I used to think he was such go like a, a good dude, but I feel like it's just more and more coming out that he's like not quite the best. But I also like I don't know well, bike bike racing to me is not not that big of a deal. So it kind of always blew my mind that he was so big. That's like soccer. I don't know.
0: Have you seen his uh recent interview where he said that uh that like if you if you took him back to nineteen ninety five, like that he would cheat all over again? Because like everybody was cheating No, and, and,
4: no but you're and just like, you're just like just adding fuel to the fire here, I feel like. I mean I think he just thinks he can get away with whatever and like there's no regrets, you know. I'm I'm strangely married.
0: okay with Chad. I don't know, maybe yeah, part part of it is 'cause I don't care at all about cycling, one it's it's like the Tiger Woods phenomenon. It's like without Tiger Woods golf is miserably boring. I've like never paid <laughs> do, do you do you do you have any idea who's won the Tour de France since Lance Armstrong quit? Do you have, like or even like what country they're from or anything? No. Can you name nope.
4: can you no? No, I, I don't only know, know when there's like I only know when there's like a scandal, you know? Like that's the only time that I know anything about biking.
0: Even, even if he was cheating, he still overcame ball cancer to win seven Tour de Bronson, right? Okay, okay, so
4: here's, here's my issue, though, is that, like, I that's great, I'm glad that he's healthy, but he's done so many other crazy things in his life, like, you can't just overlook all of that. Like he what was you married. What a, what a, well, he was married and, like, cheated on his wife for, like, Cheryl Crow.
2: He's <laughs> a jerk, Whistle.
4: And <laughs> he cheated on her for someone else. I don't know. I mean, clearly his fiance or girlfriend or whatever is very nice and kind of selfless because she did this. Although who knows if he made her do it, you know. All right. He still has a ton of money. Well,
2: I think that Lance Armstrong is a fool, and they should go away and just <laughs> stop bothering people and just leave us all alone. I don't want to talk about Lance Armstrong anymore. All right, Liz. Uh, you have another topic though. What is that other
3: topic?
2: Oh, sorry about that. Uh, what is, what is that other topic?
3: So I don't know.
4: I couldn't really find some good stories this week, but I have a couple of discussion points. And then I had a topic that I wanted you guys to debate on just like last week when we realized that strawberry jam was better than, grape jelly. Ah,
2: right. Do you all remember this? Very
4: nice. Yes, okay.
2: I do remember okay. that. Yes, that's great.
4: Calvin's not paying attention or else doing. Um, Okay, so first topic, Charles Manson. Did you hear about how he was like, engaged to some 24-year-old who had renamed herself Star Manson? I don't know if you know anything hmm. about the Manson family. They're very weird. Anyways, so is Calvin even here? Calvin?
0: Done. Done. oh i'm sorry I had, I had some weird mute thing with my phone i've been talking um, oh, he's yeah talking.
2: that's great now he's yeah. back i was i was very curious as what happened there as well liz i was about to <laughs> worry a little bit no I, I muted
0: myself somehow but um great yeah so oh, i was like
4: you were never that quiet you were never that quiet
0: what were you gonna say didn't they get married
4: no, so they applied for a marriage license, but it it expired last week, and it oh, turns yeah. out it turns out that um, she only wanted to marry him so that she could have custody of his corpse when he died so that she could display it um, in a case and charge admission for it. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> you know, I'm always fascinated by people who are. Further assassinated by like serial killers or people like you know these enigmatic leaders. Uh,
0: well, well, I um, I I famously uh, once and we're no we're no longer friends, but I famously once in high school uh, sold the rights to my corpse to a friend of mine for fifty bucks.
2: So. Uh huh. So, yeah. So it Wait, is this an always sunny episode? This sounds. This <laughs> sounds like it should be Mac and Charlie, not some Charles Manson girl and Calvin. What's going on here? Well, my thought is like, all
0: right, once I'm dead, well, like I'm not using it. Like, what do I care? Like, once Charles Manson's dead, like, what does he? What does he
2: care? Calvin, did you really do that?
0: <laughs> no way. No I, way I, you I, did. I did. I did, but he and I are not really in contact anymore. So Kevin, why wouldn't
2: you get more than fifty bucks, man? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I
0: don't think I could have. I don't think I could have gotten more than fifty at the
2: time. That's outrageous! You should hold out.
0: Oh, for the love!
2: Gotta wait I, to I'll see if you got out. good organs and stuff. You know, that's I'll you're foolish. That, I'm gonna make on this deal. I'm gonna get that fifty bucks. Oh, I got well, that fifty bucks. Tell yeah, that guy to call me. I'll get, I'll cut him a great deal for there's, some of my
4: luggage. The thing is about the story, though, is that like, I feel like people would would go see it. I think that she would make money off
2: yeah, of it. Yeah, she probably would. I'd pay, I'd, pay, I'd pay to go see Calvin's corpse.
0: <laughs> no, but here's the thing. <laughs> she she didn't commit any murders. Like, if she wants. To, who cares if she's probably Talking about to the asshole. So what, what do I care about that?
4: No, I mean, it's fine. Hey. He's also like eighty years old. And I right. have, like, the Nazi symbol carved into his forehead. So, like, I mean...
0: Right. Right.
3: I don't I'm the she's
4: cheaper.
0: <laughs> she spent all this time around annoying old old man Charles Manson. Like, she should be rewarded with this corpse.
4: But I think... I I don't know. She seems very odd. She's very odd, that one. Anyways, so... Enough with that topic. Um, next topic was... I did not watch the Grammys. I don't know if you did. I know Calvin did but um, what do you think about this like It's with Beck and Kanye and people like so Beck won album of the year artist of the year album of the year what did he win Calvin uh, well here's the thing album what of
2: you, the year he won album ben of the year. year album of the year
4: Calvin That's I'm gonna, gonna let
2: you finish but Beck <laughs> had one of the greatest albums I didn't even hear the album um, no but Kanye's a Kanye's a fool. What do you think, Calvin? I think that he was he, he very serious about it and, and that he's just he's another jerk whistle that needs to shut his mouth and just do his own job.
0: Well, interestingly, uh apparently it turns out that Kanye has like given given away like four Grammys that he's won on various uh over the years for various things. He's like given them away to like the person that he thinks like actually should have won it. When when he has won it, so you you have to give him that like at least he puts his money where his mouth is, but, True. well
4: so i I agree with you, I mean, like he can have his own opinions, I feel like that happens at every award show, like people are disappointed, whatever. I think he is kind of a little entitled, but my point about the whole thing is that people are now up in arms <laughs> about who Beck is because they're like, who is Beck, who is this person? Just like before with Paul McCartney. So is it crazy that people don't know Beck, or do you think it's more acceptable?
0: Uh, Beck is a little less famous than Paul McCartney. I, I think it's, it's acceptable not to know who Beck
2: is. Yeah, he's I been around he was- a long time, though. I, I'm sure that if you heard his music, you'd be like, oh, I, I know this music, but you wouldn't yeah. m- maybe be able to say who he is. So I, I think it's more acceptable as well but than Paul McCartney. But even so...
0: Come on. But Kanye knows who Beck is. Huh? Beck. Kanye, like, he, like, gave Beck credit for, like, influencing him and stuff. Yeah. Kanye knows who Beck is, so it's not like Kanye's just, oh, Beyonce only. That's why he's saying with all due respect to Beck or whatever. My my only thing with Kanye is, like, all right, everyone has had their opinion. You don't think Beck's album should have won. I probably agree with that, but, at the same time, like, why is your opinion more important than the voters of an award right, chair? Like, right. You know I mean?
4: yeah. yeah, that's right. I agree. Like,
0: Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, Kanye. See?
3: This is Delante West,
2: and you're oh, listening to C- Sorry. I, I thought we had a Kanye West bumper. That's Delante West. a mistake.
4: I never get tired of Delante West. So <laughs> it's fine. What is Delante West doing? China. Playing
2: basketball in the streets somewhere. He's in
4: no, he's China. In China.
2: Yep. In in China. Playing China? basketball in the streets of China.
4: <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, the whole I don't know, Beck has been around for 20 years. 20 something years, right? 22? Came out in 93. Right.
2: Be- Beck has been around for a while, yeah.
4: I don't know. It just seems crazy to me. The best part about the whole thing is that there's this video clip of, of Jay Z and Beyonce. Or Beyonce, however you say it. Um, Beyonce. Beyonce? Beyonce? How did I say it last week? Beyonce? I said Beyonce, I think. Beyonce? Beyonce. But it, whatever. Anyways, Go to so-
2: lynda.com slash CLNS to get your 10 day free trial to figure out how to pronounce any word, including Beyonce.
4: Linda.com seems like it's got everything going for it.
2: Pretty much has really anything does. you want. It really does. L Y N D A dot um, com.
4: And I know I've been on here for a long time, I'm sorry. I'm just going to switch topics, and this is the last debate. So I just Great. read, I was looking for stuff to talk about, and I found this article that somebody wrote about how there should be two lines at bars, like, so if you go to, like, a crowded bar and not, like, sit down or whatever, and the two lines are for mixed drinks and beer. What do you think mm. about that?
2: I like it. Bring I it on. I like it,
4: too. But I, I think to see the beer line would be shorter. Today. Yeah, because I think because all you're doing is grabbing like a bottle, right? Like they don't have to do anything. But sure. I wanted to do yeah. it Calvin thought, too because he doesn't. Even if here. they get it,
2: even if you have to get a beer from a tap, I think it moves faster.
4: Yeah, no, I agree. I thought it was a good idea, Calvin. What do you think? Are you muted again?
0: I'm sorry, I'm I'm having phone issues again. I I missed <laughs> what you said there. You're here. You
4: are the, the absolute worst. What do you were you? Could you hear what I said?
2: No, he didn't. Yeah. No, didn't
4: hear. Okay. So I read this article about how this is the two lines of bars. Like, you're at a crowded bar, there should be a line for mixed drinks, and then a line for beer. What do you think?
0: Like, should bars institute that?
4: Yeah, like, what do you think about that?
0: I think that's a great idea, because more people drink beer than mixed drinks, and I never drink beer, so that's just going to save me some line time.
1: See, we See, we, we, we had... We're saying, the we're saying
2: the that talk. the beer line is going to move faster, though.
0: Um... I can I can see that, but I feel like I feel like they still like do that. They have, they have to tip the glass. They have to make sure you don't get a mouthful of hops or whatever,
2: whatever, whatever <laughs> beer terms you want to use. What <laughs> if it's just a bottle? What if it's just a bottle? Give me a bottle of Coors Light.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like well,
3: people <laughs> who, who orders
2: bottles. Do not know what a the the you're Oh, sorry. This is California. We're talking about you. Get beer out of a keg at all times. Yeah. I, usually, I yeah, prefer it out of a tap as well. I usually is. do get it out of a tap, but a lot of people at crowded bars in Boston anyway will just order. Give me three Bud lights and a Bud and two Coors lights. My friends are right over here. Uh, bring it on. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs>
0: That's
4: right. I, they I sound, know vaguely like like, sound vaguely like Jim Rome. When you, when you order in, in Boston, you have to sound vaguely like Jim Rome. That's what you have to sound like. <laughs> Oh What's yeah!
2: That? Clones, give me three Bud Lights, two Coors Lights. Taste the Rockies. <laughs> okay, Clones. I don't know.
0: I, I, I was recently, I was Drop recently it. informed that I like girl drinks, and I've I've been oh. offended by it ever since. Well,
2: huh. I mean, girl that's drinks. You that, do, that's though. your new new nickname, Calvin. Girl drinks.
0: Girl drinks. Girl drinks. it. C D C. <laughs>
4: no, that sounds cooler than girl drinks. You're just girl drinks. Oh,
2: that's, that's great! That's great. <laughs> Clone it. Call <laughs> him. Girl drinks. Calvin, there he I,
4: is. I like a good mixed drink every now and then, but usually it's like gin and tonic or something. It's not like fruity, you know.
0: I don't like girl drinks. It's a lie. It, you know what I, mean? I like juices. That's all. I just enjoy. It. I'm, I, I like fresh green juices.
4: <laughs> what do you drink then? What do you drink?
0: Uh, uh, I like um
4: on the table here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like Jose Cuervo cold and Water. Yeah, how do you like that? That's kinda cool you. What did you say? I sure like, like no. Jose Cuervo and water. That's oh. <laughs> and water,
4: water guy. Yeah. good. sounds
0: awful. Yeah, it, it is gross. I don't really like that. Okay, it was just... okay. Yeah. going Okay. Yeah. Um.
4: All right, guys. Well, you been in the ball fight. Thanks for letting me hijack your show for a long time.
2: Oh, you're I welcome, Liz. We always love it when you come around because you've got some good stuff to talk about.
3: And I to see me. Yeah, just
2: let it linger, Liz. Just I let it linger. The there, there she goes. There she goes. Down the streets. Favorite band, right there. If anybody is listening out there, send Liz all the Goo Goo Dolls albums that you know. Where? Just send them. Send them over to Liz. Send them to uh, at Team Green Truth. I'll forward them on to Liz, please. Thank you, Liz. Bye, guys. Bye, Lizzie. <laughs> what?
0: Oh, I'm wondering <laughs> if you what? think trying to get into that bar fight because somebody tried to give him a, a girly drink.
2: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's It's very possible. I'm not sure. Maybe... Maybe we should go back to some of the uh, garden reports and see if the ones where KG was interviewed, if he says anything about that. Because I'm sure that Jared Weiss, uh, at some point in his locker room endeavors, got KG to talk about alcohol, right? Because KG's a a big alcoholic. Or am I just being too much like James Dolan right now? Either way, go to YouTube.com slash us Radio. What? Well, why would sober guys get in bar
0: fights?
2: It's a good point. I mean, unless they're just standing around and trying to help their friends. What if they're the the drunk driver? The the, uh, designated driver? Uh, Have I ever been in a bar fight? Yeah. No. I don't believe so. Not an actual bar fight. I guess I've seen a few, though.
0: Now, now these few that you've seen were they just regular fights? Because I've noticed in movies and TV shows, like whenever anybody gets to a bar fight, it's like a glass has to be broken over somebody's head, and then like a chair has to be broken no. over somebody's
2: back. No, I never saw anything like that. They were just regular fist fights and getting to- people getting tossed out. That's about it.
0: Well, but the point is to go
2: you. to youtubecom Radio and check out the Garden Report by Jared Weiss. That's that's the point, Calvin. And
0: yeah, I'm sorry, that is the point. I'm interrupting. That is, it's great for. That's
2: fine, that's fine. Um, oh boy, what's next? Oh yes, right. Uh, it's it's time for me because I'm the uh, the Tar Heel here. I'm the Carolina guy. It's too bad Mad Dog didn't call in to say something about this. Um, because uh, a a legend, a pillar of the University of North Carolina basketball community has passed away uh, this past Saturday. Dean Smith uh, died at age 83. And while his win totals are not going to stand up to the test of time, Coach K obviously uh, way up there. Um, the win totals aren't going to stand up, but I think his legacy uh, will be Stand up when he retired, he had the most wins of all, all time, and subsequently, he has been passed. Obviously, um, just a quick point I wanted to make is that people sort of remem- remember him for being the guy that coached James Worthy and Michael Jordan to that title game, and um, won- winning the national championship in 1982. Um, he went to a a bunch of final fours, 11 to be exact, exact, and did win uh, another title other than that 82 game. Uh, So the numbers are not going to stack up as being one of the best coaches in, in, in the history of the game. Uh, but I think that people who followed his career and people that were around him knew that it wasn't just about the game with this guy. Dean Smith was, was one of the true, uh, coaching People, One of the true coaches that that actually cared about his players, first and foremost, and second and third and fourth. And while he wanted to teach these guys about winning the games as well, he also wanted to have them become uh, good, upstanding citizens and have them be good people. Uh, He was very outspoken uh, as a proponent for desegregation throughout America, and and just – he was – he was very, he, he was he was very strong-willed in, in that regard. Uh, so that's another part of his legacy that doesn't necessarily tie into the whole basketball part of it. So people that sort of look at at Dean Smith as a as a coach and, and just look at the numbers are going to say, oh yeah, he was an excellent coach. He was great. Uh, he had a lot of, of of great runs with UNC before the game sort of changed a little bit um, and. Just, he was an upstanding guy, but I think the fact that his off the court impact uh, was much greater than his on the court impact is really what people should be remembering him for. Uh, so, 879 career wins is great. Um, he's still right up there, close to the top, but I think there are going to be plenty of coaches that come along and pass him as the year go, years go by. Go by. Uh, so, don't necessarily remember him as as the basketball coach and the X's and O's guy, but remember him as as somebody that was really trying to break down the color barrier, uh, and it just he he did succeed at, at that at UNC, uh, and I'd like to think that he was was one of the, the people that really helped get the word out in general throughout the country to to help spread that movement. And that's it. So R.I.P.
0: You- Dean Smith. Where was he? Wasn't he one of the first guys who who did bring black players to his team? I don't I don't know anything about that specifically. I know, uh, yeah, I just know about the, the Kentucky five on five game, but that wasn't him, right? I, I can't remember my college basketball history when it comes to race. Uh,
2: no, because I think so. There was a there was a man named Charles Scott, but uh, there's two different Charles Scotts actually, and De- Dean Smith r- recruited the second one, I believe. Um, but he did have, so he did have a a lot of, he had a big part in the, the case that Charles Scott was, was a part of, uh, Brown, Brown versus the board of education. Um, and so he, he was part of that and it just, he did help integrate Chapel Hill as well. So that was, that, that's where it started. He started with UNC and he tried to, as his life went on, sort of break out into the rest of the world and, and bring his, his, his well-informed opinion to people that needed to hear it, you know? And I mean, it can only go so far because he's only one man, but I think that he did a, a excellent job at that, and he really strived for that every day of his life, uh, even towards the end when uh, it it didn't look so so good for him uh, as far as his health was concerned. So, just wanted to sort of throw that out there and take a few minutes to, to recognize Dean Smith. Well, that
0: was well said, Marie. Um I don't really have too much to add. I'm not a huge college basketball fan. Uh, yeah, he... You know, he had a lot of great players come through UNC. He, he, what did he make? Eleven Final Fours. That's certainly impressive.
1: Right. Yep.
0: Uh, two national championships. Is that correct? or three. Two. Two. Yeah. I mean. Two. Yep. Yeah. So you know, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and sad to see him go.
2: That's right. Eighty-three years old, Dean Smith. Um. Okay. Right. So that was, that's, that's it. It's always tough, tough to do something like that and then just roll into another topic, uh, especially, especially one as seemingly trivial as this one. Uh, but anyway,
0: you should have rolled into another plug.
2: I should have rolled into another plug. What else is left? Yeah. Well, even so we roll in from a topic like that into the fact that CLNS radio has a million listeners. I mean, that's, Still kind of a opposite situation because it's a sad topic into a very happy one. So either way, we're gonna be flipping the, the tables here. Uh, but the, the next topic we're we're discussing is actually very trivial. One million listeners is not trivial. And the way that you can keep that going is to head on over to Clnusradio.com slash patrons. And of course, you're listening to us right now for free, and that's what we want to keep going it to keep happening. We want to we've been doing it for six years. Plus, uh, all of our content, whether it's Celtics beat and or uh, Celtics post game show or Patriots post game post game show when they come back in, in season, Super Bowl champs, uh, or whether it's the evening score or any of the other great shows, the baseline, um, anything else on, on Clns Radio, we want to keep that free. So head on over to ClnsRadio slash patrons and uh, check out the various levels that uh, of donation that you uh, can check out and it's not just giving us cash because you get something in return. Uh, of course, you're going to get exclusive uh, footage of the Garden Report that I mentioned earlier. Uh, other locker room interviews that nobody else has access to on one of those levels. Uh, the easiest thing to get, of course, is a sweet V-neck t-shirt and it comes with an insulated travel mug at this point now. We're just keeping we just keep adding things on there. Um, later on, we're going to be giving away memorabilia as far as autographs and bus are concerned. Uh, Bill Russell, you ever heard of him? Sam Jones, we've got a couple other things that uh, Nick Joust has got in his back pocket. So definitely head on over to CLNSRadio.com slash patrons and see if any of these levels are, uh, are right for you. And while you're at it, you might as well download our app as well, because if a million other people have been listening to us, you should be too. Boom. Go get it. Now into the trivial topic. Alex Rodriguez apologized to the Yankees. Can you believe it?
1: Of all the dramatic things I've ever seen.
2: Who's that? That's my Susan Waldman impression. My throat... Oh, that
0: just...
2: a... No, that wasn't a drop. That... that was me. Wow. Okay. I'm
0: disoriented just... now. Although I, I, I like Susan
4: Waldman references, so I'm okay, I'm okay <laughs> with it. Uh... Roger Clemens is in George Steinbrenner's box.
1: Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee.
0: He was He, did,
2: he, thought, he was a Yankee that year.
0: Didn't he, go, didn't he have like a super good year that
2: year, too? <laughs> when he came back? Yeah, I think he, he was good that year. Oh, man. Liz, immediately after the show, go pull out the Susan Waldman impression, please. I need that. Oops. I'm crying. <clears throat> okay. Um, anyway, A-Rod apologized. I hurt my throat a little bit yeah. at the beginning. I should have prepared for that. <laughs> Um, Arod apologized to the Yankees, and I'm sure Susan Waldman is very happy about this, but uh, he do, do you think this improves his standing in the locker room? Do you think guys are still are going to want him uh, want to have him playing and want him around?
0: Well, I think it's hilarious because he's apolog- he apologized for such things as suing Major League Baseball and the Yankees team doctor, questioning their integrity in the biogenesis case. He apologized for taking the steroids itself. And he, he, he apologized for, you know, basically, like, being a, a blight on the organization over the last few years. But, like, so is there, is there forgiveness for that? Like, if, you, if you're the Yankees, do you go, like, oh, okay, we accept your apology, like, I'm, now, it's, now it's time to turn the page on that? Like, I don't understand why A-Rod is even... I mean, I wouldn't.
2: And, uh, because they have to pay him, otherwise I think he has leverage to sue, Right.
0: They have to pay him, but why not just release him? Why? Why are you going to keep him on your team to get those six million dollar bonuses? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why? Because you I, I you don't know. Maybe,
2: maybe you, uh, maybe you, uh, maybe you make him earn it or, or something, and then somebody else wants to trade for him or something. I don't know. Maybe they're counting on that. I'm not sure what they're thinking here.
0: Right, he's about to turn forty. How I know can, nobody you, wants you, this guy. You, you really think how much? How much money? They owe him sixty-one million dollars over the next three years. How much of that sixty one million would the Yankees have to pay in order to trade Arod, again, who's also at, you know, been out of baseball for a year, it's probably gonna be terrible. And he's had the cloud of steroids follow him around for the last several years. Why well, I don't understand why they want any part of the circus going forward. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's now he's holding press conferences, apologizing. Now you know what I mean? Like the, like the, I mean, the yeah, Yankees they've
2: the been Yankees. a part of it.
0: Yeah. Like say what, say what you want about the Yankees, but like they have a history of being, like, you know, quote, the classy organization, blah, blah, blah. Like, why would you want this this A Rod specter hanging over your team? The Yankees are going to suck anyway, right? And if, even if it's it good, is A Rod going to have anything to do with it? I, I find that highly unlikely. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh,
2: I just, maybe they're just trying to. Maybe they believe that he's going to be terrible and they want to be like see I told you so and then cut him before the season starts or something and make a bigger spectacle of it and that's the only thing I can think of but that's kind of like a underhanded dastardly thing to do are they really going to do that to this guy maybe but uh, there's it doesn't make sense to me either i don't know why he's why he's around yeah i don't get it i don't get like, why he's
0: being allowed to make apologies I don't get like the, I don't get them forgiving him because yeah he hits those six. In, it's not like anybody's going to give him any credit. Uh, they're going to have to pay him another six million. Nobody's going to be like, oh, well, you know, now, like it's not like you can you can take any any thrilling idea that like A Rod's moving up the history books and he's going to be a Yankee. Because A Rod's never going to make the Hall of Fame anyway. The way that it's going right now with the Hall of Fame douches. So what what difference does any of this make? I don't see. I don't see any advantage for the Yankees. They they already brought in Chase Headley to fill, fill the position. It's not like they even need a third baseman. Like I don't get it. There's no reason to have him there.
2: Yep, A-roid, A-Fraud, whatever you want to call him. I don't even. I don't even think he's gonna play third base. He's just a D-8. You know, he's and he did. They just wanted to focus on hitting. So maybe he can come out and hit 50 home runs again, and then retire and not have to worry about it but I, I doubt it. how he hits 20. Um, all right. Last topic of the night here, Calvin. And I guess it's probably going to be a quick one. I'm not really sure how much you have to say on it, but um, another little tidbit of information came out a little bit earlier today on this uh, subject. So I'll throw that at you uh, as I introduce it. The Aaron Hernandez trial began uh, a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago at this point. Uh, and Today, they came out to say that Aaron Hernandez's girlfriend, Shania Jenkins, will be granted immunity in this case. I don't know if you knew that, uh, because the focus of our little discussion was going to be some stuff that the the attorneys were dealing with last week. But what do you think about that?
0: No, I was going to touch on that as well. Well, apparently... I. So she's been granted immunity, so so they can try to compel her to testify against Eric Hernandez. Right. Uh, so the the idea is that like she may have been given a box full of things that Aaron Hernandez told her to to dispose of, and you know she's not going to be able to plead the fifth, and that's that's why they, they're doing it because normally, obviously, if she didn't have immunity, she could plead the fifth because she could also be prosecuted for the crime. But they're trying to go, they're trying to grant her immunity, even though she shouldn't be granted immunity because she's she's technically not uh his wife so uh, I don't know I don't understand why they're just giving her immunity despite the fact that she doesn't want it but because she's not she's not being granted immunity as you know the prosecution's uh you know willing witness she's going to be a hostile witness she's been in court this whole time uh, you know, sitting behind Aaron Hernandez I guess they've ex- exchanged a bunch of like love notes and you know they've been seen like mouthing I love you to each other so that's what we're dealing with with her, you know. She's clearly still on his side, even while her own sister comes in and testifies to the other side. So, like, I don't know how good of a witness she's going to be for them anyway, but or how willing to lie for her Aaron Hernandez she'll she'll be. I guess that's that's a better question. It's like, can you rely on her to even tell the truth? When she knows that that's going to affect whether or not uh, he goes to jail or not, so I'm I'm not sure that I would call on her either way about prosecution. I think that that I would just avoid using her if I could. Um, I feel like they can They have she, a lot of
2: her. Her having immunity in this case just means she can't be charged with anything. But can she be charged with perjury for lying in court?
0: Yeah. She yes, yeah. She can be charged with, with perjury. Yes.
2: Okay, so what would her incentive be to lie on the stands? I, I mean, I see where you're going with not even calling her to the stand, but if she would have to tell the truth and you knew that yeah. she had some information, why wouldn't you put her up there?
0: Well, because per- perjury is difficult to prove. The reason, the reason you need it... Here's the thing. Okay, you need her on the stand to ask her about a box, right? That she, that she may have been uh, told to dis- dispose. So to prove a perjury charge... You have to prove that she was lying about that. But if you but if you had the proof that she was lying about that, then you wouldn't need her to testify in the first place because you'd have some other evidence that shows yes, she disposed of this box. You know what I mean? And here's the actual evidence of it.
2: Right. So if they well, had
0: that, if they had that, they wouldn't need her to testify anyway.
2: Right. So they're just trying to get her to to go. Uh, yeah. It's it's kind of a big mess because. She's probably she's probably one of the most important, or she is one of the most important people in this case, as far as uh, a conviction is going to be concerned. I think, and if she's not going to tell the truth, or she's going to lie to try and get him out of jail quicker, then that's that's not good for anyone.
0: No, it's not. I yeah, I don't find her a reliable witness at all. I mean, they could still you know glean certain things about him, or you know, talk about what kind of guy he was, or you know, his relationship with various people. I'm sure they could still get other information out of her other than directly incriminating things that might be interesting, but I, yeah, I would still avoid it if I could. But uh, beyond that, what was, what was the other element? Oh, yeah, so um, the the jury recently was shown Aaron Hernandez's house uh, to try to get, you know, I a feel for where things happened and where, you know, uh, there was a videotape that was lost, like just to get an idea of, of dimensionally what they're talking about when they you know, get back in the courtroom and right. refer to you like, this must have happened here. They cleaned the bodies, or they clean their clothes, rather, you know, down here, and then disappeared or whatever. So, so that's why they have the jury tour of the house. But apparently uh, during the OJ trial, uh, Johnny Cochran you know, knew that the jury was going to visit OJ's house, and they loaded his house up with pictures of Nicole Brown and their kids and them being happy together, and, you know, a lot of crosses and a lot of religious imagery to make uh, O.J. seem like a religious man. And mm-hmm. Hernandez's lawyer, yeah, they tried the same thing. But in this situation, the prosecutors were smart enough to go in the house ahead of time. They noticed all those things there, and they got the judge, you know, to cut, to basically say, like, okay, all these things have to be covered up. Right. I w- I, it, it makes me wonder if, like, if any of those things actually were in his house, if, like, and like, and basically, like, anything that might uh, influence a jury got covered up, even things. Well, up, I know, think that's own the own way list. it
2: should be. I think that's the way it should be, and and whether it's covering things up or taking them down, I mean, you don't want to, I guess, sort of take things down off the wall and and leave a mark behind it if it's been up there a while. But uh, I can understand putting a black sheet over something and just saying. That's that. That's a potentially influ, influential piece of uh, influential, but um, uncircumstantial piece of evidence. That or not piece? Not even piece of evidence. Piece of uh, decoration that doesn't even matter to, to this case. It's been agreed upon by by both sides that it, it has no influence on this case. But it could influence your opinion. That's why it's covered up, and they say that to them going into the thing. And that's all there is to it. And. I, I feel like that's, it should be a neutral, as neutral as possible uh, situation that the jury is walking into if they're going to be touring a place like that.
0: Um, yeah, but, but I wondered, wouldn't you, if you were a juror walking into a house where like, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff was covered by by sheets, wouldn't you wonder what that was?
2: Yeah, but then it's all pure speculation. I mean, it could be anything. You could be saying, "Oh, that. I wonder if that was a guar poster, or maybe that was a Mona Lisa, or maybe that was a poster of Jesus, or maybe it was the the Mother Mary, or anything. It it could be it could be a a picture of the late Bernie Mac. Okay, it it could be anything." The speculation doesn't matter. You're not seeing it. You're just seeing a black sheet. And you you have to put that out of your mind at that point. It could be that there's a a, a thousand things covered in, in these black sheets, but you just have to sort of picture it as just a, a neutral object because that's what you're seeing, right?
0: Do you think then it would be fair for the defense to uh, also cover up items that might you know like let's say he had like uh, you know twenty five gold chains like hanging you know what I mean, hanging up in a closet and the the defense argued that it's going to influence the jury
2: into making them seem more like sure. a gangster. Sure, cover that up. Close the close the closet door or something. I mean as long as they didn't have to show them the inside of the closet because it was there was speculation that something had happened in there, then yeah, close the door it's it, it's fine. It's fine with me.
0: Alright, fair enough.
2: I mean, it makes sense that you would probably not want to show clothing and things like that because that—that's not stuff that you're that you want to bring into the speculation. You don't want to bring any of those outside influences that or, or biases that people might have. Uh, you just want to look at it in as as neutral of a situation as possible, and just sort of if I mean, think about it by this cliche: if you're looking at it in a vacuum. Did he do it or not? And uh, it's tough to do that sometimes and to differentiate between different things that may have happened if you're being influenced by something that you see that is tied into your personal life. So I think it's uh, it's right to, to do that and you just sort of want to show the layout of the place uh, and the areas that you believe were part of the crime. That's it.
0: Yeah, I guess
2: I'll to yeah, and you're having some serious phone problems. It sounds like you're like in the other room or something. So, I guess that's going to be at the end of the show, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Do
0: we have anything? We have anything else? Anyway, I think we're good.
2: No, we actually we actually got through our list, and uh, we did what we could do and there's a little bit of an echo so I'm going to say goodnight Calvin and I'll talk to you next week goodnight everybody this has been Careless Whispers on CLNS Radio
1: Roger Clemens this is a New York Yankee
3: I'm sure Calvin said goodnight 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 your dinner eat the food hey man this is work done you've been listening to clns radio